Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, September the 30th in 2022 on When I Rise. So we come to the end of year C, proper week 22, which is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Friday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which has been set out this week in the Revised Common Lecture for this week in the church's calendar year. So we find ourselves, you guessed it, back in the Gospel of Luke because it is a long gospel. Luke chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Luke chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. He replied, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, Come along now and sit down and eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. This is a word of God for us. First off here, let me thank you. Some of you early birds who listened to the podcast early yesterday, you alerted me, alert, alert, that uh, the, the prayer segment of yesterday's episode wasn't there early on, and so I had to go in and change it up a little bit early in the morning before I went to the gym, got it out there. So apologies to those who didn't get the prayer segment yesterday. I will double check that all four segments are there today. Uh, I had to look this up. So I think I've never done a lesson or a study over Luke 17 verses 5 through 10. Like I, I have not had to comment on this. And so went back to the studs a little bit further than on an average Friday commenting on the Gospels. Um, I'm just one of those. I think it was because I had a really good seminary prof who taught us the Gospels. He just implored us to read the Gospels every day. Um, in a lot of uh, liturgical traditions, whenever the Gospel is read, it's either read from an elevated place in the sanctuary or uh, the person reading the Gospel text will walk among the people as a way to cherish um, its words the most. Not that um, we should neglect any part of the Bible, but um, we should see the Bible as like a mountain range and obviously the life and the teachings of Jesus uh, being towards the top as we consider the whole counsel of God. So um, Luke 17, 5 through 10 is interesting. So Jesus talks about the faith of a mustard seed and uprooting the mulberry tree in the first couple of verses. What's interesting is that that saying of, if you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, if you look at Matthew and Mark, it's actually situated in a different place in the narrative than what Luke does with it here. So if you're reminded, uh, there's a, a moment where Jesus goes to a mountaintop with three of his disciples, and they come back down, and the rest of them are trying to cast out a demon of a kid, and they can't do it. And so he, Jesus teaching about faith and works, uh, he uses this parable of faith of a mustard seed, right? Uh, you're able to say this mountain, you know, be cast into the sea. 
And so that's kind of the Matthew and Mark usage of it. And so Luke tucks it in here in this chapter on what some um, give a title of sin, faith, and duty. This idea of being in authority and under authority. And so we've got an interesting paradox in these five verses because the first couple seem to talk about the authority that you and I have as believers. Um, in a proverbial sense, the, the mustard seed, even though scholars debate on what exactly Jesus is referring to here in the Mesopotamian world, it's a very small seed. Inevitably, if you've been to a Christian bookstore where other things are sold like paintings and statues, you might find like a pendant on a necklace with like a mustard seed like in it. And it just shows you how small of a seed that is. And according to the teachings of Jesus, it grows into a great garden bush, right? It's way out of proportion to where it started. Like there's so much potential packed into the small seed. And in contrast, the mulberry tree, I don't have one of these. Maybe you do. Uh, maybe you're, you're well aware of this. I have like zero horticultural knowledge. So um, don't count on me for this sort of stuff. But according to the literature, the mulberry tree's root system, I guess, was pretty elaborate. Like once it got planted and it was sturdy, its roots would be really active. And so it's really hard to uproot a mulberry tree. And so Jesus is giving this interesting paradox. If you have faith this small, you can say to something that seems to be impossible to move, be moved and it will be moved. So there's a sense where Jesus is saying, you have keys of authority and you and I, like we can bind and loose stuff. We can do stuff in the earth. We say things, things happen, right? The world around us is dynamic. We live in an ocean of motion. Things are always changing. And the, the, the authority that a believer has can cause things to move, right? Like, and we see this, this in a very tangible metaphor. If you see a kid, uh, Little League Baseball, they mess up. Like, let's say the coach is trying to stop them at third base, but they run home anyways because who doesn't want to score a run, right? And they get thrown out by a mile. The thing that the coach says next has potential to create one of two worlds, right? If the coach yells at this kid in front of everybody, it creates one world. If the coach instead kneels down, looks the kid in the eyes, and whispers something quite uh, secretly and softly to this kid, a second world, a potential world is created, right? So our words and our actions can actually create worlds. And Jesus is hinting at that. That's a, a biblical dynamic. But then there's a pivot and a change where it talks about how this doesn't mean that we have a blank check to do whatever we'd like. And so Jesus gives this parabolic saying about how a master and a servant interact with one another, right? So when a servant, sorry, when a master comes home, the servant doesn't say, oh, this is time for me to take my lunch break. No, it's time for them to kick into gear and to serve the master, to put food on the table and to wash master's feet and to make preparations for the evening time for the master. Then once all those preparations are done, then it's time for the servant to be able to enjoy themselves because there's a there's a chain, a chain of authority in these things. And so ultimately, there's this great mystery in the Christian life. Jesus has given us a great commandment. He's given us a great commission. And the world does change because of it. And the world changes because of who we're connected to. We're connected to the one who's above all and in all things. And so what our scripture can lead us to this morning is uh, one of two things. I think some of us, we, we will always struggle with pride. We think that we are the bee's knees, right? And we think that things should happen because we think a certain way and things should be just like that. And so we need to think about the second part of this chapter where it talks about, hey, like, yes, we are creating God's image and we are deeply loved by our heavenly father and we are in 
you know, we're, we're, we're in submission to God. Uh, we, we need to wait upon God's leadership uh, before we can, you know, make any great claims or the things that we're going to do in this world, right? So some of us, we need to be brought low because for whatever reason, we just have the streak of pride within us and we think that we should have it our way all the time. Well, the Christian life is a curriculum for us. It tells us that we need to learn to be in submission to somebody else, right? But some of us though, like we're timid, right? Like we, we had a different upbringing where we never were, our perspective wasn't considered. Um, we were the quiet, shy ones. Uh, we got talked down to all the time. Uh, we got slammed and shut down and other people just cut their way in front of us because they knew that we we're easy pushovers. We need to hear the first part of this passage says, no, like you have great authority within you. Just like a mustard seed has so much packed and potential in a small thing, a small beginning, but it can grow into something quite elaborate. You and I have great potential today. And so take the authority that's been given to us because of what our Father has given to us, because of the gift of salvation, because we're in the family of God, there's nothing too difficult for us, right? So these two things work in tandem. They, they provide correction as guardrails for us. We should not be squashed. But we should not have unbridled optimism about the things that we think should happen, but we do submit to another in this Christian life. So which, which one do you need to hear this morning? Now, which one would be appropriate for your life circumstance right now? Receive it as God's word and be shaped because of it. All right, well, I've already stayed seven and a half minutes here on this explanation. So let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're with us today to tend to the needs of our soul. God, some of us confess to you this morning that we have unchecked pride in our life. Uh, we think that the world should be the way that, like, the way that we want it, and it should always bounce our way. Uh, we throw fits when it doesn't happen. Uh, we hold people in contempt who don't agree with us. So, God, forgive us because we've treated the world like it's our world instead of your world. We just pray that you would humble us. Uh, your word tells us that uh, you give grace to the humble. And so teach us the humble and lowly way so that uh, we can receive grace and it can teach us your ways. God, other of us, we, uh, we confess to you that we're timid. And we hear the word today when you tell us that the spirit that you've given us does not give us a spirit of timidity, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And we thank you that um, you've given us power. Every, every believer has power today. And so, God, uh, we confess to you that times we have uh, cowered back because we don't trust ourselves or uh, we think that the world is out to get us. And so help to change our minds today. Give us a chance to leap, take a leap of faith towards something that's in the unknown and outside of our comfort zone so that we can witness your power working within us and through us. And that the world certainly does change because you're walking with us and we get to partner with you in the things you desire for the world around us. So God, help us to stay within the guardrails of this Christian life. Help us to be lowly, but also trusting in the power that works within us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.